Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Greetings everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan and I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. And it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. So thank you all very much. Each and every one of you listening, even though it's the first episode, it's going to be your last episode. Thank you all very much indeed for giving me even a minute of your attention. I know time is valuable. I know your time is precious. I know it's more valuable than gold or any precious iron ore on earth. Any precious gemstone is your imagination, is your attention, is your focus, is your perspective, is the power of your of you as a beholder to designate that which is important or not on this earth thank you for those who have liked and supported and shared either by subscribing and posting it on your social media or by sharing the link on twitter or uh, what have you uh, posting it on 4chan etc I would like to see that actually a lot more I would like to see that on Reddit. I would like to see it posted on all the things. I know it's hard to ask because um, my audience is so cool. My audience is so legit that you guys don't use that bullshit. And I understand that. No, I get it. You guys are on the dark web. You guys are mostly going under the radar. You guys mostly don't give out your personal information. I get that entirely. I get it. And these people are just trying to data mine you and control you with algorithms and AI, etc. And I know Twitter is like 70 or 80% fake fucking fake bot accounts. Uh, Truth Social is another one I use. I don't really post on it too much because I don't think anyone really does use it. And I also think that it's also a honeypot, to be honest. Like, it's a trap uh, created by people who are just like, you know, like on the other side of the fence. From the uh, blue check, you know, blue-pilled. Uh, normie fucking retards of Twitter and the bots and shills of the JDF or the IDF, sorry, the Israeli Defense Force, uh, you know, online armies of the Philippine, Filipinos, etc., posting uh, fucking nonstop on various Elon Musk fan accounts and shit. Like, we, we all know what's going on. But I think social media is dead, to be honest. I think social media is fucking dead as hell, and they killed it. They killed themselves. I think Instagram killed itself. I think Instagram's rise in popularity for a political discourse and uh, meme account type thing was fucking awesome and weird. But it's like one of those things where I've always loved the internet, and I never really understood it. It's just one of those things that happens, and it's weird how there's so much energy and human focus and attention given to specific things for just very short amount of times. Hey, guys, do you remember Vine? No? Yeah, of course not. Do you guys remember uh, 
any of the other, like MySpace or any of those things, like into the Fuhrer and, and all the politics and drama that occurred there. People killed themselves over the drama involving that shit. Uh, Vine was before TikTok, and it was considered... It, it was exactly just TikTok. It was just fucking TikTok, but it was called Vine, and it was unsuccessful because while it gave up a lot of hype, it didn't have any real audience past, like, a certain small niche group. And um, kids don't make money. He's like, it's hard to make money on children it's, as, a, as a youth audience. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter how you share or where you share or how I get across. Um, you know, I'm just trying my best and, and trying to go with the trends. So I get it. You guys don't use that shit. You're above it. You guys are wiser. You guys are older. You guys are, you know, smart and experienced internet warriors. Uh, but if you could do me a favor, please share. Please share on this normie shit. I know the 4chan's owned by the FBI. I fucking get it. I, I was there when it sold to the FBI. Moot sold it. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, you, it there's nowhere the legit are cool to post anymore. Like, what, the Something Awful forums? I mean, I guess. Um, like, where, where online do people go? nowadays. This is why I started doing the podcast and everything, because I realized all of that shit was uh, vaporizing. is vanishing. Just vaporizing and vanishing in in front of my eyes. Just disintegrating. The whole world online was just disintegrating. Um, But yeah, it's because of us. It's because we allowed it to, because we didn't learn enough fast enough to save it, because we didn't have the passion to. But we have memories of it. We have memories of that golden age. And that golden age was 100% people doing their best to help each other out and doing their best to help each other out with sharing content and promoting it on their stuff so that their friends could see it and it was a big business thing it was grassroots the hype machine was real you could you could attain real grassroots success you could become popular you could become financially independent you could become successful doing the things you loved for a brief amount of time because the internet was allowing you to reach out and network with a vast amount of strangers who all shared passions with you and common interests despite what society was telling them. And that's why the big businesses took over the internet and closed it down is because people like us, the grassroots people, the people of the people, are far more powerful far more popular far more righteous than they will ever be and can spread far faster through the currents of perspective if we all just saw eye to eye and helped each other out peer to peer person to person P2P player to player well, yeah, thank you very much for supporting me by liking and sharing if you have already. Thank you very much. Uh, remember, it's just sharing. All you got to do is put a link up, put a link up to the um, Odyssey or the, the Odyssey page where you can find the archive of the videos. Put a link up to the Twitter page of mine. Put a link up to the videos uh, or the, the episodes, the podcast episodes, however, you, wherever you find them so that your friends can see them and can check it out too. 
post them on websites, post them on forums, post them on bodybuilder forums, post them on whatever forums, science forums, aviation forums, political forums, uh, wherever you think anyone is is talking bullshit, talking smack, post these videos up, post these episodes up, and, and see how they react. Because if they're glowies, they'll, they'll attack it. They, trust me. It, trust me. This is hilarious to post them on glowy boards. Uh, definitely wave that freak flag high. Beyond Top Secret Texan, you know, we salute you. So, getting into today's episodes, uh, this is a companion piece. This is a part two for the uh, recently released episode, however you're listening to this. When this was recorded, it was right after this episode was recorded. Uh, the martial law in Texas, the Pentagon versus gangland. Uh, the Texas martial law episode that was published on uh, June 14th, 2023. This is a companion piece to that. This is going to explore the concept of domestic terrorism because what I wanted to express was that terrorism and domestic terrorism don't have a legal line that distinguishes them besides it's a definition between homegrown United States citizen te- terrorism versus foreign terrorism in terms of goals and uh, mission statement and composite membership, etc. All it is is to help separate the two and to, to limit the confusion between law enforcement, etc. But um, they are treated as terrorism. They are treated as terrorists. They are treated as subject to military intervention, military neutralization, military attack, military counterattack. Military technology uh, uh, being allotted to investigate them or to pursue them um, or to, you know, whatever, uh, harass them or, or neutralize them. This includes helicopters, aircraft, electronic warfare, like I previously mentioned in the last episode, um, electronic warfare tactics and strategies, uh, uh, infiltration, double agents, spies, uh, long distance spying, such as with satellite photography. Or with uh, specialized military-grade reconnaissance uh, level cameras or microphones, etc. This is absolutely on the table, especially operations with special operations groups, special forces, uh, heavy, heavily armed, heavily trained uh, SWAT members of every police department in the United States and all of its agencies, such as the FBI, ATF, DEA, etc., this is all on the table as potential counters against all and any domestic terror organizations. I cannot emphasize that enough. And because we just went through an episode where I compared that, oh, I described that these, these gangs, the 30-plus gangs that operate officially in Texas as recognized by the FBI, um are now de facto considered domestic terrorist groups because they are extremist groups engaged in violence, which defines them as domestic terrorist groups and makes them subject to the the same um, military-grade countermeasures and tactics, which have now been freed up because of America's... uh, uh, being forced out of the Middle East or releasing the grip it had on the Middle East, especially Afghanistan, uh, and all the resources, especially of the U.S. Army, 
being now returned to, to Connus, the continental United States, domestically, all those billions of dollars are not going, you know, to waste. So they're just going to use that technology, those resources, those specialists, those military officers, those operating um, strategists, the contractors, uh, every single piece of gear they got, and the special operating groups and the operators that are currently enrolled, enlisted, they are going to use them in Texas. The Southwest, yes, uh, especially the Southwest and uh, the West Coast, uh, which is mostly federal land, yes, will we'll all have the occupations of these soldiers, but the borders will be the of uh, Mexico will be the most heavily border, uh, active areas, and especially the borders of Texas. <clears throat> like, yes, Arizona will have action. Yes, California will definitely have the, uh, an element of this uh, being moved over there. Uh, but Texas is the most heavily uh, presenced of the returning Pentagon assets and troops as well as resources and technology and manpower, the fortunes in technology and manpower, uh, including drones, uh, AI operating systems, the the top-of-the-line stuff, the actual, real, honest-to-God shit that they were using in Afghanistan and Iraq. Not fucking around, not National Guard-level shit, not fucking just guys in sandy boots. We're talking, honest-to-God, drones, operating systems, top-of-the-line computer operating systems, um, you know, real-life fucking satellite-type relay shit involving, you know, uh, uh, multi-spectrum, you know, type fucking viewing uh, reconnaissance that's, like, you know, able to find body heat from a fucking rabbit that's in the middle of the desert of Big Bend National Park, you know, from fucking 250,000 feet in, in orbit, you know, and they're using that. That is That exists, and they are using that now in Texas because they are targeting gangs uh, who are basically engaged in human trafficking, drug trafficking, etc. As you could just clearly see on the news, that's the major issue, but they are doing it by both militarizing the local police and limiting the local police's ability to actually operate independently from a militarized solution. So, yes, this has to be done covertly, especially for the time being, and yes, this has to be done um, basically as clandestinely as possible in a military dystopia of technocracy and justice Depart- uh, Department of Justice uh, hybridizing themselves into a totalitarian police state, which on its face is acceptable because it is operating against domestic terrorists and gangs and is nightmarish fascism, uh, but done in such a way that it's like fucking impossible to actually notice and oddly feels like it's the just it's just a transition into another era that we are powerless to stop and our control as long as the United States government controls Texas and Texas remains a a state and not an independent republic or a country as it uh, should be. Now, we've already spoken about that in that episode. This episode, we're going to be speaking about domestic terrorism as a subject and going through a list of domestic terrorist groups and I want you to notice any trends that you see and 
understand that this could easily be any group in Texas that they declare a domestic terrorist group based on if that group is standing up for its rights. Now, remember, that the autopsy of Texas is no way, shape, or form supporting domestic terrorism or domestic terrorist organizations. But as a neutral party, only interested in world peace and total pacifism, and supporting only pacifism officially as a nonviolent NGO, a nonprofit, and all the nons that you can get as a non sequitur, non entity, a non non, a non anon, that as long as you can get all that. Out in the open, as forehand, that, that, that'll get as much of an accurate context of what I'm going to say next. They are human beings and they are American citizens. And their story and perspective is as valid and needs to be told as much as any supporter of the federal government. And in their cause and organizations must always be held in regards to the truth of the federal government. And even as domestic terrorists... We do not judge them, for we did not create the system. So we can't judge the rebels of the system. It's not our fight. So we do not condone or condemn either side. This is real life. This is a power struggle. This is a fight for survival. There is no right or wrong, but this is reality. So we're trying our best to give as much light to these organizations as neutrally as possible. And I'll be trying to give as much summary as I can in as short a time as I can and do my best to be honest and forthright with what the information is that I'm given. But any one of these groups can be labeled a domestic terrorist organization by the DOJ and they are subject to corporal punishment and military action to neutralize them wherever they may be. That includes taking them prisoner or killing them in the attempt to do so. Under current United States law, Set forth by the U.S. Patriot Act, acts of domestic terrorism are those which involve acts dangerous to human life that are violent or violation of the criminal laws of the United States or of any state. They appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population, to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion, or to affect the conduct of government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping, and can occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. 
The Patriot Act defines domestic terrorism for the purposes of authorizing law enforcement investigations and no federal criminal offense exists which is referred to as domestic terrorism, while international terrorism, acts of terrorism, uh, does transcend national boundaries as a defined crime in federal law. Acts of domestic terrorism are charged under specific laws such as killing federal agents or attempting to use explosives to destroy a building or interstate commerce. For instance, in 2016 to 2018, the FBI arrested 355 suspects on charges related to domestic terrorism. The vast majority were motivated by racist, anti-government ideology. Some state and local jurisdictions, including Washington, D.C. and New York State, do define terrorism as a crime without regard to whether the perpetrators are international in origin. As I've said before... And there is no, there is no true legal difference between domestic or international terrorism. Terrorism is terrorism, and gangs fall under terrorism. But also, so does the government. So, I want to, I want to add that in there. Well, I remember my official statement. Official statement is the official statement, but also. The government is the largest terrorist organization in the world. The Pentagon has killed and, and done all of that shit internationally, uh, you know, for, for fucking centuries, so. You know, heads or tails, really, right? <laughs> Same coin. Types anti abortion violence. Anti-abortion extremists of the United States have committed violence against individuals and organizations that provided abortions or abortion counseling. Acts that are considered terrorism in the United States. Incidents have uh, the criminal, the killing of abortion is not abortion. Abortion is not considered terrorism, but it should be. Incidents have included crimes against people such as murder, assault, kidnapping, and stalking. Crimes which affect both people and property such as arson or bombings and property crimes such as vandalism. Perpetrators of these incidents may defend their actions by stating that they are necessary to protect the lives of fetuses and they are often motivated by their Christian beliefs, leading to anti-abortion violence identification as Christian terrorism. It is also associated with anti-feminism. Eco-terrorism According to the FBI, in June 2008, eco-terrorists and extreme animal rights activists represented one of the most serious domestic terrorism threats in the U.S. at the time. They had committed over 2,000 crimes and caused over $110 million in damages in the 28 to 29 years since 1979 against targets including lumber companies, animal testing facilities, and genetic research firms. No human casualties were reported and the FBI's uh, report, though, for the eco-terrorists' credit. Racialized lynching terror. <clears throat> According to the Equal Justice Initiative, more than 4,400 African Americans were lynched from 1877 to 1940. Racialized lynchings were carried out as part of the widely supported racial domestic terrorist campaign to enforce racial subordination and segregation in the South and beyond between Reconstruction and World War II. In July 2020, the FBI began investigating the alleged attempted lynching of Vox Booker, a Bloomington, Indiana civil rights activist and local official. Video of the incident showed five men pinning Booker down. 
Booker said the man had Confederate flags and threatened to lynch him. Two men were initially charged with assaulting Booker, while Booker was later charged with battery and trespassing in August 2021 over the same incident. The case was eventually resolved through restorative justice and all things all charges were dropped. Right-wing terrorism or far-right terrorism is motivated by a variety of different right-wing and far-right ideologies, most prominently by neo-Nazism, neo-fascism, white nationalism, white separatism, ethno-nationalism, religious nationalism, and anti-government patriot slash sovereign citizen beliefs. A 2017 report by the U.S. Government Accountability Office found that 85 deadly extremist incidents since, 19, uh, since 9-11, far-right-wing extremist groups were responsible for 73%, while radical Islamist extremists were responsible for only 87%, or, sorry, for 27%. The total number of deaths caused by each group was about the same, though with 41% of the deaths attributable to radical Islamists occurring in a single event, the 2016 Orlando nightclub shooting, in which 49 people were killed by a lone gunman who affiliated loyal, or had given loyalty to ISIS. No deaths were attributed to left-wing groups. A June 2020 study by the Center for Strategic and International Studies reported that over 25 years of domestic terrorism incidents reported to this group, the majority of attacks and plots had come from far-right attackers. The trend had accelerated in recent years, with this sector responsible for about 66% of attacks and plots in 2019 and 90% of those in 2020. The next most potentially dangerous group was religious extremists. The majority, Salafi jihadists inspired by the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda. While the number planned by the far left had reduced to a minute fraction since the mid-2000s. The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act has proposed legislation that would create offices within the Justice Department, the Department of Homeland Security, and the FBI to combat far-right violence. In September 2020, the bill passed the Democratic Majority House unanimously, but the Republican-majority Senate prevented a vote. Senator Ron Johnson said the Justice Department had claimed the legislation might impede rather than enhance its ability to combat far-right violence. The Department of Homeland Security reported in October 2020 that white supremacists posed the top domestic terrorism threat in the country. FBI Director Christopher Wray confirmed in March 2021, noting the Bureau had elevated the threat to the same level as ISIS. The DHS report did not mention Antifa, despite persistent allegations about its threat from the political right in recent years and the mounting amount of protests and violence caught on camera against far-right protesters. So it gives you the honest slant there that even though far-right extremism is considered the number one threat against Americans by the FBI, which is a liberal and left-wing state-controlled deep state platform, basically the Democrats' private army, that Antifa is really the one that everyone should be worried about. The far-left terrorist groups, the far left groups of Antifa and the various communist uh, Antifa uh, affiliates like BLM etc. Which are also part of this group. 
but they will not be mentioned in this list. And I want to give it a point to mention that those do exist. And I will say those as the first extremist groups, terrorist organization groups, Antifa and BLM. Antifa and BLM both have foreign backing and sponsorship throughout the country, throughout the entire country. They have already committed violent acts and protests against the the United States, as well as counter-protests, which stifle America's freedoms and uh, rights to protest uh, constitutionally, protected rights, by the way, with violence and coercion against the public, as well as the government, in terms of uh, staging political protests and um, stopping uh, speeches, etc., uh, I remember the, the classic when Bernie Sanders was intimidated by the BLM protesters and they stole his microphone in 2016, that that was 100% an act of terrorism because it was uh, a protester, a group of radical racial extremists seizing a political candidate for presidencies and sitting current senator's microphone and demanding to speak at their rally uh, with with threats of force, basically threats of violence, threats of terrorism, and everyone applauded because they thought it was a very brave thing to happen. But that's a what you would call a popular domestic terrorist group, one that's shielded and supported by the FBI, who in turn labels the domestic terrorist organizations that we're going to hear as villains because of their ta- strat- uh, tactics and strategies, were, which are identical to Antifa and BLM. So, all fairness. <clears throat> this is an alphabetical list. The FBI's recognized domestic terrorist organizations. Alpha 66 and Omega 7. Alpha 66 still exists. Omega 7 is now defunct. Two affiliated Cuban exile action groups which carried out many bombings and acts of sabotage. While many of these attacks have historically been directed at Cuba and the Castro government, many of them occurred domestically, especially during the period of Cuba and U.S. diplomacy and negotiations in the 1970s, which is known as El Dialogo, the Dialogue. When powerful anti-Castro figures in Miami attempted to terrorize the members of their community who advocated a more moderate approach to Cuba. For instance, Luciano Nieves was killed because he advocated peaceful coexistence with Cuba. The WKBAAM radio station news director Emilio Milan lost his legs in a car bomb after he publicly condemned Cuban exile violence. These cases of terrorism were extensively documented by Joan Didion and the book Miami. Human Rights Watch released a report in 1992 in which it claimed that more extreme exiles have created a political environment in Miami where moderation can be a dangerous position. Animal Liberation Front The Animal Liberation Front, or the ALF, was labeled a serious domestic terrorist threat by the FBI in the early 2000s. ALF is a loosely organized animal rights extremist movement practicing direct action against companies and individuals to cause economic loss and destroy its victims. ALF campaigns have escalated and expanded to encompass harassment and crimes against employees and other companies with business relations 
with the target company. In 2004, the deputy assistant director of the FBI testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Individuals within the movement have discussed actively targeting food producers, biomedical researchers, and even law enforcement with physical harm. But even more disturbing is the recent employment of improvised explosive devices against consumer product testing companies, accompanied by threats of more, larger bombs, and even potential assassinations of researchers, corporate officers, and employees. The Army of God The Army of God, the AOG, is a loose network of individuals, groups connected by ideological affinity and determination to use force to end abortion in the United States. Acts of anti-abortion violence increased in the mid-1990s, culminating in a series of bombings by Eric Robert Rudolph, whose targets included two abortion clinics, a gay and lesbian nightclub, and the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. Letters sent to newspapers claim responsibility for the bombings of the abortion clinics in the name of the Army of God. The Aryan Nations, the AN is a white nationalist neo-Nazi organization founded in the 1970s by Richard Gert Butler as an arm of the Christian identity group known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Christians. As of December 2007, there are two main factions that claim dissent from Butler's group. The Aryan Nations has been called a terrorist threat by the FBI. The RAND Corporation has called it the first truly nationwide terrorist network in the United States. The RAND Corporation has called it the first truly nationwide terrorist network in the United States. The Atomwaffen Division. Atomwaffen Division, the AWD, or simply Atomwaffen, is a neo Nazi organization based in Florida that promotes former American Nazi Party and National Socialist Liberation Front, NSLF, member convict. James Mason's siege and universal order ideology as well as race war against minorities, Jews, and LGBT people. Adam Waffen also draws influence from Nazi esotericism and the occult. The group has about 80 full members and a large amount of initiates and 20 cells across 23 states in America. The organization also has a United Kingdom branch called the Sonnenkrieg Division, the SKD, a Baltic branch called the Fuhrerkrieg Division, the FKD, a presence in Canada by a group called Northern Order, and one located in Germany. The organization has been responsible for the deaths of eight people, most notably the murder of Blaise Bernstein, a gay Jewish Californian student, and the killings of Jeremy Himmelman and Andrew one shuck. Next, the covenant, the sword, and the arm of the Lord. The covenant, the sword, and the arm of the Lord, the CSA, is a radical Christian identity organization formed in 1971 in the small community of Elijah in southern Missouri, United States. One of its members, Richard Wayne Snell, was responsible for the murder of a pawn shop owner and a Missouri state trooper. The CSA supposedly collapsed following the FBI and ATF siege of 1985. Earth Liberation Front The Earth Liberation Front was labeled a serious domestic terrorist threat by the FBI in the early 2000s, most notable for their arsons resulting in millions of dollars in damage. 
They have also vandalized and destroyed vehicles, construction, and logging equipment and buildings. For example, William Cottrell was indicted in 2004 for his role in a series of arsons and vandalism to more than 120 SUVs in California, resulting in more than $2.5 million in damages. Michael James Scarpetti was convicted of a series of arsons and property destruction attacks in 2002 and 2003 against sport utility vehicles, fast food restaurants, construction vehicles, and construction sites in Virginia. Eight of the terrorist incidents that occurred in the United States in 2001 have been attributed to the Earth Liberation Front. The Jewish Defense League. The Jewish Defense League, known as the JDL, was founded in 1968 by Rabbi Meir Kahan in New York City. FBI statistics show that from 1980 to 1985, 15 terrorist attacks were attempted in the U.S. by JDL members. The FBI's Mary Doran described the Jewish Defense League in 2004 congressional testimony as a proscribed terrorist group. The National Consortium for the Study of Terror and Responses to Terrorism states that during the Jewish Defense League's first two decades of activity, it was an active terrorist extremist organization. Khan later founded the far-right Israeli political party, Kak, which is actually one of the current ruling parties of Israel. The Ku Klux Klan, the KKK, known as the Ku Klux Klan, was determined to be a terrorist organization in 1870 by a federal grand jury, making it the first terrorist organization in the United States history. The FBI has been investigating crimes by white supremacy extremists, including Klan members, since the 1918. During Reconstruction, at the end of the Civil War, the first KKK used domestic terrorism against the Northerners in the South that they called carpetbaggers, as well as against freed slaves. During the late 20th century, leading up to the Civil Rights Movement, various unrelated KKK groups and threats, violence, arson, and murder to further their anti-black, anti-Catholic, anti-communist, anti-immigrant, anti-Semitic, homophobic, and white supremacist agenda continued. Other groups with agendas similar to the Ku Klux Klan included neo-Nazis, white power skinheads, and other far-right movements. The May 19th Communist Organization The May 19th Communist Organization, variously referred to as the May 19th Communist Coalition, or the May 19th Communists and various alternatives of M19CO, was a U.S.-based, self-described revolutionary organization formed by members of the Weather Underground Organization. The group was originally known as the New York Chapter of the Prairie Fire Organizing Community, the PFOC, an organization devoted to legally promoting the cause of the Weather Underground. This was part of the Prairie Fire Manifesto Change and Weather Underground Organization Strategy, which demanded both above-ground, mass, and clandestine organizations. The role of the clandestine organizations would be to build the consciousness of action and prepare the way for the development of the people's militia. Concurrently, the role of the mass movement, i.e. above-ground Prairie Fire Collective, would include support for and encouragement of armed action. Such an alliance would, according to the weather, help create the sea for the guerrillas to swim in. The Order 
also known as the Bruder Schwagen. Our Silent Brotherhood was a white nationalist revolutionary group active in the United States between 1983 and 1984. It is probably best known for the 1984 murder of radio talk show host Alan Berg. The group also carried out several bank and car robberies, three murders, and money counterfeiting operations until its leader, Robert J. Matthews, was killed in a shootout with FBI agents on Whidbey Island, Washington, in December 1984. The Phineas Priesthood The Phineas Priesthood, known as the Phineas Priests, is a Christian identity movement that opposes interracial sex, the mixing of races, homosexuality, and abortion. It is also marked by anti-Semitism, anti-multiculturalism, and opposition to taxation. It is not considered an organization because it is not led by a governing body, there are no gatherings, and there is no membership process. One becomes a Phineas priest by simply adopting the beliefs of the priesthood and acting upon those beliefs by committing these crimes. Members of the priesthood are often called terrorists for, among other things, planning to blow up FBI buildings, abortion clinics, and banks. Symbionese Liberation Army The Symbionese Liberation Army, the SLA, was an American self-styled far-left urban guerrilla warfare group that considered itself a revolutionary vanguard army. The group committed bank robberies, two murders, and other acts of violence between 1973 and 1975. Among their most notorious acts were the kidnapping of newspaper heiress Patty Hearst. United Freedom Front United Freedom Front UFF was a small American Marxist organization active in the 1970s and 1980s. It was originally called the Sam Melville Jonathan Jackson Unit, and its members became known as the Ohio Seven when they were brought to trial. Between 1975 and 1984, the UFF carried out at least 20 bombings and 9 bank robberies in the northeastern United States, targeting corporate buildings, courthouses, and military facilities. Brent L. Smith described them as undoubtedly the most successful and leftist terrorist organization of the 1970s and 1980s. The group's members were eventually apprehended and convicted of conspiracy, murder, attempted murder, and other charges. John Lamont alone remains incarcerated today following the death of Tom Manning in 2019. The Weathermen The Weather Underground Organization was a far-left organization active from 1969 to 1975. They originated as a faction for students for a democratic society known as the SDS. Mostly composed of national office leadership of the SDS and their supporters, the group collapsed shortly after the U.S. withdrawal from Vietnam in 1975. there you have it. That's the list of known domestic terrorist organizations. As understood by the FBI. And remember the FBI being themselves a domestic terrorist organization. And we do not support domestic terrorist organizations. Here at the Beyond Top Secret 
Texan broadcast. So remember that any one of these groups can be operating inside Texas. Any one of these groups can call for the intervention, covert military response, paramilitary response, as the line between DOJ and Pentagon is forever erased. And the two become one. The state becomes the military, and the military is the state. And I would like you to have known the commonality between most of these terrorist groups was not political ideology, was not stances on those lines, but religious extremism. Religious extremism. Which America has always prosecuted, persecuted, punished, to an extreme intensity and degree. And they will use military force against a religious group if that religious group will not bend a knee and bow before their authority. And just like any independence movement within the state of Texas that was serious enough to gain any traction or popularity would likewise be persecuted and destroyed by the militarized state and federal forces of the police state that we live in. Thank you very much for tuning into another episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. This has been the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast of most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. Thank you all very much. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much ahead of time for liking and sharing and following this channel if you haven't already. Um, like and share definitely each and every one of these episodes and share, share, share channel links. Um, the whole URL, the, the channel itself, the specific episodes, share this content everywhere, online, just write it down, give it to people as pieces of paper as you pass them on the street, write it down as graffiti on uh, unused walls, you know, beyond top secret text, and let them get that message across, let them see what's up, uh, see the truth, I post evidence, uh, you know, you guys can follow me online, uh, all the social media accounts are on link tree slash beyond top secret Texan. You get the word in front of people, um, get the message in front of people, get the videos in front of people, get them believing, get them seeing with their own eyes, get them thinking, get them waking up to the alternatives, the potentials that we have to reach and the realities of the world we live in. It's a lot weirder and wilder than you could ever imagine, and it's a lot more, uh, everything is possible, and there's a lot more to live for, 
and uh, you know a lot better way to live if we all just start living together and for each other. So let's all get this message going beyond Top Secret Texan. Uh, thanks to you each sincerely, each and every one of you. God bless you and your families. Peace out.